So the Gemara says in Daflamid Gimel Amid Aleph, we're about nine lines into the page in the two dots. It's like two one, and they cut the wire before the explosion. So the Gemara says Tefillah. The Gemara, the Mishnah listed things that you could dive in any language, and one of them was Tefillah Shmonesrei. Now Shmonesrei is not biblical, so you're not going to have a pasuk in the Torah to prove you could say it in any language. It says the Gemara, it's a svara. Rachamehi, it's a svara. Rachmanis, it's connection. It's 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 beseeching God for for mercy. So therefore, it makes sense. You could dive in any language. The whole point is to ask Hashem for compassion. It doesn't make sense to limit it to a specific language. Now, here's the problem: the Gemara is saying right now that you could do you could do lashon you could do a daven in any language. I thought you're not allowed to daven in Aramaic because we know that when you daven, the malachim have to carry your tefillas before Hashem, and angels do not recognize Aramaic. So the Gemara asks. The tefillah b'chol lashen. You could daven any language, even Aramaic. Ha'amir Rav Yehuda didn't Rav Yehuda say la'olam al yishal adam tzarchav b'lashen arami. A person should never daven in Aramaic. Now, by the way, obviously we do have tefillahs in Aramaic, yekumperkan, and other things. And the Gemara will address that there might be a distinction between b'chidus and a minion. But right now, the Gemara is saying you're not supposed to daven in Aramaic. Anyone who davens in Aramaic, the angels don't know Aramaic, and therefore they won't bring your tefillahs to Hashem. If they don't know what the tefillah is, they're not going to bring it up. So therefore, <coughs> yeah. <coughs> yes. Well, Pashtus, it, it, it's not a coincidence also that Aramaic was the was the language that all of the oral Torah was composed in. The point is, it was a tefillah that this is a, a language that the Malachim don't recognize. So because the Malachim don't recognize it, therefore how could you daven in that language? So the Gemara says very simply, The answer is, you're right. If you're davening B'yechidus and you need Malachim to carry your tefillahs before Hashem, you can't daven Aramaic. But if you're davening with a minion, where HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself takes the tefillahs, you could daven Aramaic. So when the Mishnah says you could daven in any language, and that includes Aramaic, that means, yeah, with a minion. And that's why... The, for the record, if you don't be yechidus on Shabbos, you don't say the yukum porkins. Even the mishaberach pashas, the mishaberach is not the only say the mishaberach, but you don't say the yukum porkins. And all old tefillahs that that is slichas, if you're going to say slichas, you don't say rachmana proik, rachmana shaziv. All these Aramaic tefillahs are only said with a minion, not when someone davens without a minion. Yeah. Isn't some of the ubalitin also in Aramaic? Um, it, one line of it is it's the translation of the previous lines. Yes, that would also, I oh, guess. Only one line? I think no. it's only one or two lines. Huh? Isn't a volatile and also have Aramaic? Yeah, but it's one or two lines and it's the translation of the previous lines. Um, so, so the Gemara, now, now that we mention that Malachim don't know Aramaic, the problem is we have cases of Baskols of heavenly voices. Baskol is not Hashem, Baskol is an angel, right? Hashem is uh, prophecy. We know that after prophetic visions ended, by the end of the first, by the beginning of the second base of English, they still had baskals. So a baskal is clearly a malach, and it's not Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And yet we've had baskals historically in Aramaic. So the Gemara says, "Ve'ein malachi asharis makir and malashan rami." Angels don't know Aramaic, but Tanya, but doesn't the price to say Yochanan koyin gadol shama baskal beis kodeshik kodeshim shuaymer? Yochanan koyin gadol once heard a heavenly voice come out of the kodesh hakadoshim that said, "Nitzchu talia da'oz." The young man who went to wage war by Antuchia won. That there was a battle. This is talking about the Chashmanoim and the the Kodesh Hakadosh. My heavenly voice came out and said that they won. So maybe that was Aramaic, 
And that's a baskol. A baskol is not a Kaddish Baruch Hu, it's an angel. So you see an angel speaking Aramaic. Similarly, another story, Shimon HaTzadik, Shosham HaBaskol, Mebeis Kachik Kachik Shuoim, Shimon HaTzadik heard a baskol come out of the Kaddish HaKadosh, and it said, Betelas Avidita, the Omar Sanola Aisya Al Hechala. The, the, there was a certain enemy that was coming against the Beis HaMikdash, and the heavenly voice said, the army that the enemy said he would he would attack the Beis HaMikdash has been eliminated. And who was that? Venerag Gaskalgus, Ubatu of Gaskalgus, it was a Greek king, he had died, and after he left the Kedish HaKadosh, and they heard that he died, and all the Gzeris against the Beis HaMikdash had fallen, Vikasvu and they found out that it was Mamish that moment, that the Kedish HaKadoshim, he heard that voice saying that the evil Gaskalius is just destroyed. So what do you see from here? This is a Baskal, and it's in Aramaic. A Baskal is an angel, because a Baskal can't be HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because this is past prophetic, this is when it was a non-profit era, right? So therefore, and, and, it's, and it's, it's, so it can't be prophecy. It must be a Baskal. A Baskal must be a Malach, an angel. And over here, it's an Aramaic. So I thought, I thought angels don't know Aramaic. So... Two answers. The answer is, first answer is, generally Malachim do not know Aramaic. Except when you're the ba- Malach in front of Baskals, your job is sending out messages. So that Malach was proficient in Aramaic, because he had to be. Meaning generally Malachim do not know Aramaic, but the, specifically the Malach of Baskals, the Malach whose job it is to announce, you know, the, the, the make the announcements, he's got to know Aramaic because he's got to be able to speak to everybody. So he's the exception. Or, Iba Yisema, Gavriel Hava. It could be really Malachim don't know Aramaic. And that's not a standard Malach. Who was it? It was Gavriel. Gavriel knows Aramaic. Why Damer Mar? Ba Gavriel. Valindan Shivim Losh. We know that Yosef HaTzadik knew all 70 languages and that's why he was able to become the Viceroy of, of, of Mitzrayim. And the Gemara tells us who taught him all the 70 languages? The answer is Gavriel. Gavriel knows. So the Baskol was not the standard Malach. The standard Malach does not know. It was Gavriel. Gavriel is aware of all the languages. Okay, I'm going to go weiter. The Mishnah then said, listed other things that could be said in any language. The next one was benching. Birchas HaMazan. What's the source that Birchas HaMazan could be said in any language? It says you eat and you bless God. The implication is any language you want to bless God is accepted. Then Shvuas Eidus. Shvuas Eidus is right. We said that the, that if you uh, if you get someone, if you take, make someone swear that he knows a test that he doesn't know a testimony for you, and he does, that's called Shvuas Eidus. That could be in any language. The person, the pastor says, if a person sins and he hears the sounds of any oath. Meaning any oath is being said. Any language. Any language that's said. It doesn't specifically imply Lashon HaKodesh. Any language that the oath is said in is Shavuos Eidus. And then Shavuos HaPikodin. How do we know that Shavuos HaPikodin can be done in any language? That's Aishi Techetech Dem Shavuos Eidus. That's learned out from Shavuos Eidus. Because Shavuos Eidus can be done in any language. So to Shavuos HaPikodin could also be done in any language. Okay. Now, now the Mishnah then said... Um, the one one of the lashainas that uh, has to be done in lashon hakodesh is bikurim. Now elu nemar in hakodesh mikur bikurim v'chalitza. Now mikur bikurim kaitza. Then the Mishnah said, "How do I know that bikurim has to be done in lashon hakodesh?" Because it says va'anisa va'amarta lefnei Hashem leikach. It says va'anisa va'amarta. It says anisa va'amarta by bikurim. It says onu va'amru by by. The Hargrizim and Har Evil. 
just like by Meaning, the source that things have to be done is the blessings and curses of Hargrizim and Harevil. Now, the Mishnah never said, How do I know Hargrizim Harevil has to be Loshan HaKodesh? It just makes it like that's the source. Everything is compared to Hargrizim Harevil. What's the source that Hargrizim Harevil has to be in Loshan HaKodesh? So the Gemara says, How do they know that Hargrizim Harevil had to be in Loshan HaKodesh? Because that's the source. That's teaching Bikurim, it's teaching Sota. How do you know? So, Aisya Kol Kol Mimoshe. It's learned out from Exer Shava. The word Kol by Hargrizim Arevel, and the word Kol by Moshe Rabbeinu receiving the Torah. Ksiv Hacha, it says regarding Hargrizim Arevel, Kol Ram, the word Kol. Uksiv Asam, and it says regarding giving of the Torah, Moshe Yedaber Velekim Yanedu Bikol. Moshe would speak, and Hashem would respond to him in a voice. You know, just like the Aseris Hadibris. Was said in Lashon Hakodesh, Afkan Lashon Hakodesh, so too it's here, it's Lashon Hakodesh. Meaning, the source that Hagriz Mar Evil has to be in Lashon Hakodesh is that it's learned out from the Aseris Hadivris. The Aseris Hadivris is Lashon Hakodesh, that teaches Hagriz Mar Evil is Lashon Hakodesh, Hagriz Mar Evil teaches Bikurim is Lashon Hakodesh. That's the chain. Now, the Rabbonon, the Chalitza Ketza, so what about Chalitza? Then the Mishnah said, what about Chalitza? So, Rabbi Huda says, Chalitza is the same thing. It says, Amra, learned that from Hargrizim Harevel. The Rabbanon say, no, no, no. I- I'm sorry, that's the Rabbanon Shita. And then Rabbi Yehuda says, no, it says, Kacha. Va'onsav Amra, Kacha. Kacha implies it has to be as the Torah says. So there's a machlekes, what's the source? The Chalitza has to be done in Lashon HaKadosh. Is it learned that from Hargrizim Harevel? Is it from the word Kacha? So the Gemara says, the Rabbanon. Who learn it out from Hagrizim or Evil, Hai Kacha Mayavadli. What do they do with Kacha? Which again, Rabbi Yehuda uses Kacha to tell you that, Rabbi Yehuda uses Kacha to tell you that Chalitza has to be done Lashon HaKodesh because it says, she says Kacha, Kacha like this, like as it's said in the Torah. So the Rabbanon who don't use Kacha for that, what do they use Kacha for? They, they use Kacha to tell you that the actions of Chalitza are Ma'akiv, meaning, let's say she doesn't take off the shoe, or let's say she doesn't spit, not Yotza. Why? Because Kacha, Kacha means you have to do as is. Kacha, like as the Torah says, it's not Lichachila, uh, it's, it's Ma'akiv even B'diyavit. For Rabbi Yehuda, how does Rabbi Yehuda know that the Chalitza ceremony is essential, and if you don't do it, you're not Yotza? It's Koi Kacha. It could have said Ko, and it says Kacha, the extra Chaf. The Rabbonon, Koi Kacha, Le'mash, the Rabbonon don't darshan. Huh? It's not the process of umrah and saying, not in action. I guess that's also. I mean, but the point is the fact that it says kacha, that it has to be said um, like this. No, I understand that she has to say it like this. The implication is that when it comes to chalitza, we're not forgiving in any way. Like if she has to say it exactly as is in the Torah, then I guess you could assume that the ma'is is that. So it's a machlekes whether the darsh and the extra chaf. Go to the next page. Now, the Rav Yehuda learns out the chalitza is again. It says, This is important. It says by Hagrizim Harevel, Anna and Amra. Okay? It says by Chalitza, Anna and Amra. So the Rabbanon used that as to say, that's how you, it's Lashon HaKodesh. It's learned that from Hagrizim Harevel. Rav Yehuda learns it out from Kacha. So what does Rav Yehuda do with Vanisa Amra by Chalitza? Because the Rabbanon used it to tell you to learn out from Hagrizim Harevel that it's Lashon HaKodesh. Rav Yehuda doesn't need that because he learns it out from Kacha. So Rav Yehuda, What does the Rav Yehuda do with Va'ansav Yamra? So you know what he does? What was the flow before? It's interesting. Let's go with the Rabbanon. 
Chalitza is Lashon HaKodesh, because it's learned out from Hargrizim HaRevel. How is Hargrizim HaRevel Lashon HaKodesh? Learned out from Aseris HaDibros. You know what Rav Yehuda does? Chalitza is Lashon HaKodesh from Kacha. What does the Ansav Amra do? Ansav Amra teaches you that Hargrizim HaRevel has to be Lashon HaKodesh. Meaning, it's not learned out from Hargrizim HaRevel. Hargrizim HaRevel is learned out from Chalitza. I mean, so it's a reverse. That's what he does with it. So the Rabbanon look at it as Hargrizim Evil is the standard, Lashon HaKodesh. And then that's the source to teach you Chalitza. Review this is not the exact opposite. Chalitza has Kacha. And Chalitza then teaches Hargrizim Evil. He doesn't have the Gzeri Shava connecting it to Matan Torah. Therefore, Hargrizim Evil he has no source for. He learns it out from Chalitza, as opposed to the Rabbanon, who learned Chalitza out from Hargrizim Evil. So it's Mamish, an opposite perspective. The answer is, Rav Yehuda uses Ansava Amra by Chalitza to teach you that Hargrizim Evil has to be Lashon HaKodesh. So the Gemara says, why? So, how, okay, so right now, how is Hargrizim Evil Lashon HaKodesh? So the Rabbana will tell you it's learned that from Aser Sadibra's Kol Kol. Rav Yehuda says it's learned that from Chalitza. Why is Rav Yehuda not like the Rabbanon? What's the problem with the Rabbanon? That's a perfect thing. Aser Sadibra's is Lashon HaKodesh, it says Kol. Hargrizim Evil says Kol. Boom! So why does Rabbi Yehuda learn it out from Chalitza? Why not learn it out like the Rabbana? The answer is, Gezeri Shavuz are not rational. They're a Kabbalah halacha l'moshe Messinai. You either have to have a Kabbalah or you don't. Rabbi Yehuda never had the Kabbalah connecting Hargrizim Marevel to Matan Torah. That's why. Aniyah, Aniyah Gomer, Kol Kolei Gomer. He never received that tradition from his Rebbe. Therefore, it wasn't a choice of his. He had no source connecting it to... So the Rabbanon have Xerah Shavah connecting Hagrizmar Evil to Matan Taira. Rabbi Yehuda doesn't, so Rabbi Yehuda is forced to learn it out from Chalitza. Okay. Correct. That he had. That he had. No, they do. They have... Everyone had a Gzereshava connecting Chalitza to Hargrizim Evil. The Rabbanon used it teaching from Hargrizim Evil to Chalitza. Rav Yudu used it from Chalitza to Hargrizim Evil because he didn't have another one teaching about Hargrizim Evil. So it, it, everyone agrees there's a connection. There was just the Shaila. Is there a connection between Hargrizim Evil and Matan Torah? So the Gemara says, Tanya Miyaki, I actually have a Brisa that it clarifies that Rav Yehuda learned it out, Chalitza to Hagriz Marevel. Because it says, Rav Yehuda, Rav Yehuda said, Kol makum shemer koi kocha aniyah v'amira. Anytime, um, anytime you have the word koi or kocha, or aniyah and amira, in a Lashon HaKodesh. All of those are Lashon HaKodesh. What's the source? Koi is koi sevarchu, that's bench, that's Birchas Kohanim. Kocha is Chalitza, Aniva Amira de Levim. And then Aniva Amira is learned out from Chalitza to the Levim. So Bryce, that's how we see. He starts off by Chalitza and then he shoots it back to Hagriz Mareva. Now, okay. Let, let me just, uh, this next sugi is, it's, it's not complicated, but let me, let me just clarify. Okay. The Jewish people are outside, because someone asked me this, I wanted to clarify this for people. I think it's pretty posh, I just wanted to clarify. The Jewish people, are told about Hargrizmar Evil when they're outside of the Jordan. They were on the east of the Jordan, right? Eretz Yisrael is to the west of the Jordan. You have the Jordan. They're to the east. And Hashem says, when you enter Israel, go to Hargrizmar Evil on the day that you get there. Okay. So everyone also agrees that there was a mountaintop called Hargrizmar Evil near Shechem. We said in the Mishnah, that's where it took place. Now, if you actually look in the map of Israel, Shechem is far away from the Yarden. And, by the way, by the so here's the, you have the Yarden right here, okay? Right near the Yarden is a place called Gilgal. That's where they slept that night. 
and they had to go to Hargriz Marevel, which is very far away. So it's miraculous. They enter Israel, schlep these large stones all the way to Hargriz Marevel, do the ceremony, the brachis, the karbanas, write the Sefer Torah in 70 languages, then that night go back to the Yarden area of Gilgal. That's the first shot of our Mishnah. We're going to quote an opinion that disagrees. And he says, no. While it's true there's a Hargriz Marevel near Shechem, there's a second Hargriz Marevel right by the Yarden. And then, according to him, it makes a lot of sense. You enter Israel, you set up shop right away, right there, no miracle, no traveling, Hargrizim Evil right there, Gilgal's right there. So it's a machloikes where Hargrizim Evil was. Is it near Shechem all the way to the west in inside Israel? Or is it right by the Yarden in the eastern side of Israel? Okay. So the Gemara says, let's go to the first opinion that it was all the way to the west. Tan Rabbanon, Haloi Heima Be'ever Yardain, Har Grizimar Evel are all the way on the other side of the Yardain, Me'ever the Yardin Ve'elech. They're all the way on the western side. So the Yardin is to the east of Israel. This is all the way to the west. Divre Rav Yehuda. How does Rav Yehuda interpret the Pasuk? The Pasuk then says, Where is Har Grizimar Evel? Achare Derech Mevoa Shemesh. Very far from the sun. Now, if it's all the way to the west, what does it mean it's very far from the sun? It means very far from where the sun rises, right? It rises in the east and sets in the west. So when it says it's very far from the sun, it means very far from where the sun rises, which is east. It's very, very far away. It's all the way to the west. It's in the land of Canaanim. Which is by the plains. It's with the which is near Shechem, which is by the Kutim. Mul HaGilgal, which is Samach LeGilgal, which is near Gilgal. Okay, well, it, it doesn't mean near, it's actually the opposite of Gilgal. Okay, now, Eitz Elone Mora, it says it's near Elone Mora. We have a tradition, where is Elone Mora? Shechem. Elone Mora is near Shechem. How do I know this? Because Elone Omer, V'yavar Avram Ba'aretz, Ad Mekom Shechem, Ad Elone Mora. Because Avram said he went to Elone Mora, which is near Shechem. Ma'al Elone Mora, Elone Shechem, Shechem, Afkan Shechem. So therefore, it's, so they entered Israel, they traveled all the way west, miraculously, went to Hargriz and Evil, which is near Shechem, did the whole ceremony, then went all the way back east by Gilgal to set up shop. Now, it doesn't say Shechem in the Pasuk. It says Elone Mora, Elon Mora, which we have a tradition is Shechem, or is near Shechem. The truth is the Kutim also had the tradition that it was Shechem, and not only that, they wrote it in their Sifrei Torah. They had their Bibles, the Kutim, and they didn't believe in the Oral Torah. They had in the Kutim, in their Bible, they actually wrote Shechem. The problem is... If you don't have the oral Torah, there is no way to know that Elon Mora is near Shechem. You have to be able to make a Shtikl Torah, figure it out. So says Rav Elazar, Am Rav Elazar, Rav Yossi, Rav Elazar, Rav Yossi said, But Davar says, Yafti Sifri Kutim. In this way, I showed the Kutim Sifri Torahs are false. I told them, your Bibles are false. And you haven't accomplished anything. Because you wrote in your Torah, which I agree with. I agree with that. We learned it out from Shava. How'd you learn it out? Meaning, that was his way of saying, I know what you're up to. If we figured it out from, uh, from Shava and you agree with it, you must also have Shava, which means you have to accept of the oral Torah because there's no way through the written Torah to know that it's near Shechem. Fine. Now, that was the first view, that's Rav Yehuda, that they entered Israel, went all the way west, and that's when it says very far from the sun. It means very far from where the sun rises. It rises in the east, so it's very far from that, meaning it's all the way to the west, set up near Shechem. Rav Eliezer disagrees. Rav Eliezer says, no, there's two, there were two mountaintops called uh, Har Grizim Arevel. There is one near Shechem, but that's not where they went. 
Rav Lazar Oimer, Halei Heima Be'ever Yarden, Samach Le'yarden. It's right, it's to the east of Israel. So Rav Yehuda says it's all the way to the west. He says, no, it's all the way to the east. It's right by the Jordan. Me'ever Yarden Ve'elach, Halei Yarden. And by the way, Rashi explains what is, why was Rav Lezer motivated to disagree? Because he says it wouldn't be possible without a miracle for them to travel all the way to Shechem on the first day and then get all the way back. So you're going to say it's a miracle? Why should we rely on miracles? Rather, it must be there was a Hargrizamar Evil. There were two sets of Hargrizamar Evil, and they went to the second one. So the Gemara says, so what does it mean? So how does he interpret when it says very far from the sun? Because Rabbi Yehuda said it was all the way to the west, so it's very far from where the sun rises. So he would say it's very far from where the sun sets. Because he's saying it's all the way to the east, which is very far from where the sun sets. Everyone agrees it's it's if it's to the west, it's very far from where the sun rises. And if it's it's to the east, it's very far from where the sun sets. So he says, It's very far from where the sun sets. Now, the Pasuk, now here's the thing though. Let's go to Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda says that it's all the way to the west and it's by Shechem. Now, he, a slight issue. It's not the biggest problem in the world. The Pasuk says that it's in Eretz HaKnani. The problem is at that time, the Kananim didn't live there by Shechem. The Chivis lived by Shechem. So that's not so terrible. So says the Gemara, Eretz Aknani, Eretz Chivihi. Although the Pasuk says Eretz Aknani, it really means Eretz Chivi. And that's not the biggest Kasha because we know that the Chivi were part of the seven nations called Canaan. So that, that's not the biggest problem. But here is the problem. The problem is like this the Pasuk then says, where seemingly, the Pasuk continues giving landmarks for Hagrizim Harevel. One of the landmarks is it's in the plains. Shechem is not an area of plains. It's a rocky, mountainous area. So you're telling me that it's all the way to the west by Shechem, then why is it Barava in the plains? The Pasuk says, If it's to the, to, by the Jordan, okay, maybe. But if it's by Shechem, Shechem is not a flat land. Shechem is a mountainous area. So what does that mean? Secondly, the Pasuk also says, Mulha Gilgal. Um, Opposite Gilgal, Halei Roas Gilgal, also another problem. You're telling me then the Pasuk says it's near Gilgal. Gilgal is all the way to the east. This is all the way to the west. So basically, we have a problem it's like this. According to Rabbi Yehuda, half of the Pasuk works, but then half of the Pasuk landmarks don't really work for his area. So you know what the Gemara says? Very interesting. The Gemara says like this The second half of the Pasuk is not giving landmarks. Ba'arava, Mulha, Gilgal, those are not landmarks for where to find Hagriz and You know what they are? They're Hashem giving Kalal Yisrael advice how to travel. Meaning, when the Jewish people were traveling in the desert, how did they travel? So they had the Ananiah Kovid would move, and they would travel behind the Ananiah Kovid. Once they entered Eretz Yisrael, there were no more Ananiah Kovid telling them where to go. They were sort of on their own. This Pasuk is Hashem telling them how to victoriously take over Eretz Yisrael. These are not landmarks for Hagriz Marevel. Rather, Ravalazim and Yaakov Omer, It's Hashem's way of saying, listen, you're not going to have Anani HaKovet anymore telling you where to travel. There's no more arrows. This is how you should travel. Derech, when every word is not a landmark for Hagriz It's telling you how to travel. Derech, meaning, Find open roads. Don't try to go through vineyards and through bushes. Go to the open roads. Easier. 
Hayoshev that dwells, be Yishuv Lechuv Lamidbaris. Go through the cities. Don't go through the deserts. Ba'arava in the plains. Ba'arava l'chuv voice. It's go through the plains and don't go through the mountainous areas. So it's not a pasuk telling you where Hagriz Marival is. It's telling you how to travel through Eretz Yisrael. Go through the easiest area because Hakadosh Baruch Hu is taking care of the rest. You don't have to be like guerrilla warfare. You could walk through because I got this. Now we're gonna we're gonna start the next sugya. The next sugya will tell us through the miracles of of crossing the Jordan. There were a lot of miracles when Kla Yisrael entered Eretz Yisrael with, with Yehoshua. The first one was like this. How did the Jewish people travel crossing the Yarden? So the Gemara is going to tell us that the Jewish people traveled, they traveled for 40 years. Traveling through the Yarden was different. There was a different formation when they traveled to split through the Yarden than normal traveling. Normal traveling was the Jewish people were split into four different, let's say, troops. Okay, Three Shvatim each. Four different groups. You'd have group one, group two, Aaron in the middle, group three, group four. So the sort of the Jewish people were sort of surrounding the Aaron. When the Jewish people entered Eretz Yisrael, the Aaron went ahead. Says the Gemara, Generally, the Aaron would travel in the middle of Klal Yisrael. But this day, the Aaron went first. The Aaron actually, the Kehanim carried the Aaron. They stepped in the yard and the Aaron the water split for the Aaron. Then the Aaron stood there. Everyone passed. Then the Aaron... By the way, actually, the Gemara is going to tell us, you know what actually happened. They actually took a step back outside of Israel, the water this, and then they flew over. The Aaron and the Kehanim flew over. So they actually, they took one step in, the water split. Every All the Jews walk, 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 walk. Everyone's done. Then the Aaron takes a step back. Water is flush, flush again. So now you had all of Klai Yisrael in Israel, the Aaron and the Kehanim on the other side, and then the Gemara is going to tell us tomorrow, the Kehanim and the Aaron flew over and had a miracle. But the point is, the Aaron went first. Another, Another difference, the first one was that the Aaron was ahead as opposed to the middle. Second difference, Normally when the Jewish people traveled, the Levim carried the Aaron. But this time, this time it was the Kehanim. The Pasuk says when the Kehanim entered the yard and holding the Aaron. So generally the Levim carried the Aaron, but this time the Kehanim. Tanya went with this. Throughout the history of the world, there were three times that the Kehanim carried the Aaron, as opposed to the Levim. Number one, when they split the Yarden. Number two, when they surrounded Yericho to knock down the walls of Yericho. It was Kehanim carrying the Aaron and not Levim. And number three, when Shloim HaMelech, with the inauguration of the first base Hamikdash, and they carried the Aaron into its final place, that was carried in by Kehanim. Right, we'll stop here, we'll pick it up tomorrow. Oh, good.